Welcome to the Happy Tans Podcast, where you will learn everything you need to know about running a successful sunless tanning business. We will interview some of the industry's top business owners to find out how they took a passion and turned it into a prosperous business. And here's your host, Grant Conscious. Hello and welcome to the Happy Tans Podcast. On today's episode, we have Jenny Snyder from Apres Soleil in Walnut Creek, California. How are you doing today, Jenny? I'm great, Grant. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for joining us. And if you'd like to introduce yourself to everyone that doesn't know you. Sure. So my name is uh, Jenny Schneider, and we are here in Walnut Creek, California, which is just east of San Francisco. My business name is Apres Soleil Tans. And we offer customized airbrush spray tans, as well as carry uh, luxury retail in our studio. Awesome, awesome, great. And and how long have you been in the business? I've been in business for about three and a half years, and we opened a new studio uh, back in September here in Walnut Creek that has really allowed us to grow. Okay, and before that, were you mobile, or did you have a just a different smaller studio, or? How was That's a good set? question. So I started out partly mobile, popping up in um, businesses, one like a bar method in Walnut Creek here. I would go there every other week and tan their clients. And also I was subleasing a space in the building I'm currently in, waiting for something to open up here. It was my ideal location in Walnut Creek. Uh, parking can be a bit challenging and Traffic, like everywhere else, is starting to get a bit challenging. Sure. So I just was patient and waited, and finally something opened up, and I napped it as soon as I could. Yeah, that's that's great. And I've had the pleasure actually to to come to Walnut Creek before when I lived out there. So it's, it's a really wonderful place. But I could see where the location would definitely have a lot of uh, value there, where depending on where you are, obviously. Yeah. Absolutely. Downtown is definitely growing in the area, and I'm sure it's a lot different than when you've been and or when you were here last. But um, parking is key here. It's getting very similar to a bigger city, and we're becoming a walking city. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, a lot of transitions in that direction, which is a good thing overall. But some people are frustrated when they can't park right yeah. beside. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Well, Jenny, uh, it sounds like you've had a great experience so far in business. But as you know, just as any any other entrepreneur knows, there's lots of ups and downs in this uh, in this wonderful world of entrepreneurship. So if you'd like to share kind of the the top or, or the best thing that's happened in your business as well as the worst thing so people can, can kind of see both ends of the spectrum, that'd be wonderful. Absolutely. Do you want me to just go in? Yeah, and yeah. Say- yeah, just, <laughs> just jump into <laughs> Well, I think the hardest thing in this industry and probably and anyone who decides to become a business owner is taking that leap of faith. You are putting yourself out there and making yourself vulnerable to say, hey, like me, like my product. I've got something that I think you might want. And you hope that you can appeal to people and it is something that they want. Uh, because if not, you're not going to succeed. So I think for me personally, the hardest thing was going into an industry that was brand new for me and trying to get people to trust me and come to me for their spray tans. Uh, that took probably about a good year to get confident with who I was and what I was doing and really knowing the business ins and outs. Um, you know, any new business owner, you make mistakes or you try something and 
you're like, crap, that didn't work. Um, why didn't that work? How do I move forward? But also recognizing if something's not working. Uh, that probably was the scariest. Um, and not this industry. There are so many products and so many different machines and there isn't really um, a training program or a certification program that everyone has to go through. So muddling through all the information and products that are out there to find something that resonated with what I wanted to produce um, was a challenge as well. As far as the highs, uh, let's see, there's been a few. Mm -hmm. The first that comes to mind was uh, we have a pretty predominant magazine here in the area. And in my second year of business, uh, we were voted best spray tan in the East Bay by the readers from Diablo Magazine. That was a little um, happy dance. I did a cat <laughs> moment. I kind, of, <laughs> I kind of felt like, okay, I did it. This is a success. And it really kind of gave, I think it gave that confidence to me, like, okay, people are liking uh, what we're doing here. And um, opening new doors in September, that was big for us. Uh, I always joke with my husband that I had to kind of, you know, finally grow up and put my big girl pants on with big girl rent and um, lost a lot of freedom here. Uh, so that, that was a great moment. Um, and I would say the other thing that probably stands out is I've worked really hard to work with the community and uh, local dermatologists in the area, which we can talk about later, but we were able to host our uh, first free community skin check in January um, with five dermatologists. So that, that was just amazing. Yeah. Yeah. That, I know that's something, like you said, we'll talk about it a little bit later, but I know that's something you're really passionate about uh, as far as that, that the checkups go. And you touched on a, a couple of good points there. One, you were, you know, getting voted by the, the readers or the people that you were had the best, you know, the best spray tan service there, even after being in business for so long and, and all these other things that you've accomplished you still like to hear that, you know, feedback and get that kind of pat on the back, so to speak, uh, the proverbial pat on the back. And it feels good because you at least know that everything's moving in the right direction. But even with the success you've had, it was still something important for you to have that, you know, to to hear that. And it, I think it always is for people. So that's really cool to hear from you. Oh, absolutely. And it continue. I mean, daily, I I want my clients to be happy and I want them to feel like they had a really good experience. And I am looking for that positive feedback constantly and reaching out to people to see if they if they are having that experience. I think that if um, you know you run into a client that maybe it wasn't a hundred percent, you find out what happened and you make it right or you make some changes. Sure. So positive feedback is always always uh, for me anyway um, needed. Definitely, definitely. I like to keep the an open loop between me and my customers or clients, however you want to say it, because you want to make sure that they're always communicating with you, good, bad, whatever it may be, neutral, it doesn't matter. You want to know how you can improve. So that's, that's definitely important for any business. Right. And you said it took you about a year, uh, you know, to kind of get up and running. And our mutual friend, uh, Jen Diaz, said it six months she sprayed before she had a paying customer. So for you, do you actually remember how you acquired your first paying customer? Oh, gosh. Um, yeah, I begged and pleaded. No, it was uh, in the beginning, um, I gave away a lot of free tans. And uh, you wanted people 
to be talking about the tan, seeing it, um, just getting the word out, building that trust. I mean, people are getting, if not all the way, partially uh, naked in front of you. And then there, there are all these misconceptions as far as what a spray tan is and what you're going to look like. Um, so for me, it was giving a lot of free tan, getting myself out there face to face. I think it really helps for people to be able to see who you are and who is going to be doing the tanning. And God, I can't remember who my first paying customer was. It was probably it was probably somebody from Bar Method that had I had given a free tan to, and they had come back. Um, but it took a good while. I mean, I would agree with Jen, who I admire. It was probably a good right around six months before I got my first paying customer. Yeah, that. <laughs> so for those people that think it's easy, you can just get a customer the next day. It's it's great. It's good to hear that the realistic kind of reality check um, from you and Jen, who are obviously very successful in this industry, and, and to hear that it was it took a long time. You want to perfect it. You give out a lot of free stuff. You know, they, they, a lot of people look and say, hey, look, there's a limited barrier to entry in this industry. There's no real, like you mentioned earlier, there's no real certification that you have to go through. I can do whatever I want. I can buy my equipment, you know, 500 bucks. I can be up and running with the business. Uh, but they don't understand the process that it takes to get those the first paying customers. Um, and like you said, putting yourself out there and letting people know who you are. A lot of people I see in this industry are missing that on their website. They'll have all these stock photos and things like that. And personally, I don't see myself or anyone going to a spray tan artist that they don't see who the person is. Uh, you obviously want to have some kind of connection and say, oh, now I know what Jenny looks like. Okay, I, I'll definitely be comfortable around her or something like that. So I think that's important to do to kind of put yourself out there. Yes, and Grant, um, I, actually you bring up a really important part, and it's something how my business has changed over these last three and a half years. When I started out, I really branded myself. So who I was as a person, uh, what my interests were, how I was professionally, and as the business grew, it's now changing into branding a praise soleil rather than branding myself. Sure. Uh, so you really have to build up that trust and uh, make yourself inviting to the community. And then once that happens, I think it's easier if you're trying to gr- uh, grow your brand, your company, um, to switch over. Yeah, I, I agree with you 100%. And people, obviously people that come to you and trust you see the natural flow. Hey, it's going to continue to grow. I understand that she's not going to be maybe the one servicing me forever, but she's still obviously the head honcho, so to speak, and the brand will follow that. So that's a really good point. Thanks for bringing that up. Yeah. Um, and, and on that point, how has that changed for you on a, you know on a daily, weekly, and monthly basis? I'm assuming you have people that are helping you now. You have the physical location. You know, you don't just have the doors open. Uh, you know, when you want, it's probably a daily thing. Uh, how has that changed for you, and how have you adjusted to that? I feel like it's constantly changing. Um, and right now, we have. It's growing. Uh, spray tan companies are popping up like crazy around here. I was fortunate that when I opened doors three and a half years ago that there were only really a few people in the area doing it. And now they're popping up like crazy and you have mobile people everywhere. I feel for me, um, probably the biggest change recently is having to get those first-time spray tan people to come to me. 
because now it's great that the competition's out there. I love it. I love that people are coming in in the sense that people are going to start talking about it if they haven't done it. What is the spray tan thing? What's everybody doing? Um, it's going to become a, you know, part of your routine where it hasn't before. And the issue that comes into that is you have people popping up who've never been trained or don't understand the process like we just talked about. So I want to get those first time people to come to me one, because I want them to come to me, but secondly, I want them to understand and experience what a quality spray tan looks and feels like. And my fear is that if they go to one of these other people that are popping up, they're not going to do it again. So that for me is spending a lot of time, you know, investigating Google or how am I um, going to reach these people who are now getting interested in this whole process. Um, But over the years, it's changed. It's just, you know, when I started bringing in retail, okay, what's going to appeal to my clients? What what do they what are they going to want? Why are they coming to get spray tans for me? And what would be a great last minute thing that they need to pick up for a vacation or going to a pool party? Um, I, I I just feel as you grow, depending on where you are and what your goals are, your needs and desires change weekly. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. That's kind of the, you know, behind the question is kind of finding out what people are doing and how they're keeping up with that growth and things mm-hmm. change in business and it's harder, you know, it gets harder when you're managing people and not just yourself and to keep the consistent customer service and the, this, you know, the spray tan in and of itself. Uh, so that's really good to hear how you've done that. And I really love the fact that you embrace the competition. It's a good thing. I'm a huge proponent for that and for community, which is why I started Happy Tans. Everybody seemed to be to me from the outside kind of looking in when I got into the industry really harsh you know and they battle back and forth with each other you know and they're 20 miles apart or even if you're down the street from somebody there's plenty of of people for everyone so it's just unfortunate that people see competition as a bad thing I see competition as hey there's enough opportunities to to support all of us Uh, so that's really good to hear that you actually embrace that as well. Oh, agree 100%. In fact, we have a women's networking group that um, I help start here where it's women in business um, in our area and we get together once a month and it doesn't matter if there's another spray tan business in there or three hair salon owners or whatever it may be. It is all about women supporting women in business and we are trying to encourage competition and supporting one another. Well, that, that's really awesome, and I, that actually made me think of BNI Group. I'm sure you've heard of it, and they're they're yeah. kind of funny in the sense that they only allow one person from each industry. I know. <laughs> so it's yeah. kind of it's kind of culture, you know, it's kind of a culture thing. It's probably cultivated and it's embedded in our brain that hey, competition is a bad thing. But I've just seen too many opportunities. If I go look for an opportunity and nobody else is doing it, I'm going to take a couple steps back and think, is this actually worthwhile? Because it might not be something I'd be interested in. So. I, I sure. like I like the fact that you embrace competition, um, and that's that's pretty cool to hear. And um, I actually want to do some. I actually am considering testing here in my area. We're in a city of about a million people. There's tons of spray tan uh, companies, but I kind of want to do an open case study and uh, start a business with my wife and see how we can do and just put everything out there for people to see. That's the first time I've actually mentioned that, but her and I have talked extensively about it. So it'd be kind of cool for people to see because I'm going to say, hey, I don't care about competition. It is what it is here. You can see what I'm doing. But um, just and see what works and what doesn't and see how how it is so people can see how realistic it is. 
Right. No, I love it. Definitely keep us posted on that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thank you. We'll, we'll kind of be the crash test dummies and let everybody know what works and what doesn't. <laughs> Perfect. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. So, uh, Jenny, if you had to think about it for since you've been in the business, if there was one thing that you could attribute to your success, you know, the most, what would you say that that one thing was that you've done well? I hustled big time. I um, pounded the pavement. I um, got myself out there, uh, drove my family crazy because I was gone a lot. <laughs> but I really, <laughs> I mean, it's true. Yeah. It really, I, you know, you are asking people to put themselves in a very vulnerable situation. Mm-hmm. They are getting undressed. Um, women are already insecure about how they look typically in most cases. And then you're applying something to their body that they're going to be walking around with for, you know, approximately five to 10 days with, uh, it's a lot to ask of someone to trust you. So I think getting out, I was just out there. I would knock on doors, introduce myself as far as businesses, um, I aggressively marketed myself, and I went after a demographic that was similar to what I wanted. Uh, you know, as we were just saying, there are customers for everybody out there, but you really, not every person out there is my customer or client. Yep. I am not going to appeal to everyone. And so I had to make a decision who I wanted to appeal to, and then cross-market with those businesses or people in my community that have the same demographic. And I think a lot of time is wasted on going after a clientele that maybe is not really your clientele. Sure. That, that's, it's so funny you said that. I think you and I might be drinking the same Kool-Aid, but uh, that's <laughs> in the marketing world or the web world, we call that client avatars or finding your ideal client. And we kind of, when I go into a business to help them, we say, okay, who's your ideal client? And you literally assign them a name and say, it's Jenny the whatever. And you do this and that and say, they, you know, they make this much income. This is where they hang out. This is the kind of things they like to do. And that's what that does is that puts it in your mind and then you attract those type of people with your marketing messages and everything like that. Because like you said, I don't want everybody that's going to walk in the door. The people that want the $20 spray tans can go to the booth or do whatever they want, but that's not who you want to attract. So that's really awesome that you did that from the get go. That was really probably helped to even, you know, push your business forward a little bit faster than normal because you targeted that specific, uh, you know, demographic, so to speak. I did. And I also, you know, I made some mistakes and, you know, let's say social media or because in the beginning you are trying to get people just to come in, right? You just want your, you've got this overhead, whether you're mobile or not, you know, you've invested this money and you want paying customers. So I think it's easy to make those mistakes in the beginning because you're just trying to get the word out. And, you know, that in the beginning, that could be good or it couldn't. I, I really don't know. But I think at some point, if you don't do it in the beginning, you got to fine tune exactly what you're going after. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you. There's a certain you know level where you have to get to, but it's also it also helps to create the branding and messaging that you need to know who you want to market towards. Mm-hmm. You know, Apple doesn't market towards people that want a Dell computer for two hundred dollars. They market towards people that don't care if they don't get a discount and want to stand in a line for two days to get a, a phone. So it's a completely different, you know, message and things like that. But that's, that's really cool to hear from you. So thanks for sharing that. Uh, Jenny. Yeah. 
Uh, on to on some more technical, I guess, uh, <laughs> spray tanning stuff, if you don't mind sharing the type of equipment and solution that you use. Yeah, no, it's interesting because it's <laughs> – when, when I – you know, was thinking about that. I'm like, do I want to share that? And yeah, I mean, again, back to people are going to come to me because of who I am and what, you know, the, what I'm trying to produce and the experience I'm trying to give to people. So I'm happy to share that. Um, I use, I draw from several different solutions, actually kind of my go-to um, is one from AYU called Vino. Mm-hmm. Um the community we live in, people don't like to be really, really dark. They don't like to look like they've been spray tanned. I do have a handful of clients that do like that darkness, but this is a, is a really nice product, um, I find in general. And then uh, Fabiola of Sobe Tans, I met her back in January and had an instant girl brush, but she turned me on to um, South Seas. So I introduced South Seas to my clients probably about three months ago, and it's been very popular as well. So those are my main two uh, solutions that I use here. And then I have like a Viva, um, and that's really it. And then as far as equipment, I'm kind of in a transition period with that. I use the Maximus gun, which I love. But we have an issue here in California where um, our water will calcify the insides of the gun because they're 100% metal. And I will will go through a gun every three to six months um, and have dealt a lot with Maximus on how to prevent it from happening. But it's just too much money going into those guns at this point. So I'm looking into alternative solutions right now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I was just going to say it's um, I like the Maximus gun. I think it's a great, great um, gun. It's a nice, you know, light spray that goes on people. But it's just I'm just having issues with the the cost of having to replace. And um, it's a little heavy. So I'm going to look into something lighter as yep. well. Yep. That's something Fabiola mentioned as well, that, that, you know, the weight of the gun. And I've heard that a lot more from people in their back and shoulders and wrist and everything that, you know, kind of goes into that. So uh, I've never heard of the calcification thing, but that makes sense because I remember the water out there was, was pretty harsh. So <laughs> yeah. that, that actually, that really makes sense. It's been fun. Let me tell you, a lot of spent on guns here. <laughs> I bet, I bet. Uh, well, for you, when you started out, did you go through any training or certification yourself? I know you said there was lo- there's lots of, op- obviously, yeah, options yeah. out there. Yeah, when I was looking into this, you know, I was going into the industry with no experience whatsoever, and quite honestly, I'd never had a spray tan myself. Um, I was told that I can't be in the sun anymore. I've done extensive sun damage from growing up in Southern California on the beaches, and I need a little bit of color but I didn't like how the self-tanners and stuff worked. Um, I have a handful of girlfriends I call, for lack of a better term, beauty whores. <laughs> and anytime I'm looking for a new beauty product, I reach out to them. And when I reached out about the tans, everybody said they loved the airbrush tan, but they didn't love the person who did it. So I thought, hmm, there's something there. And started looking into it, and I went and I trained with a woman down in Hollywood called Simone, and she has Hollywood airbrush yeah. training, 
and it was the best thing I could have done. Yeah, I know. Um, yeah, she's great. She's amazing, and she's been in the industry forever. Uh, the first day of training is all about what products are out there, how to run your business. Um, insurance, and she never tries to sell you in, on anything. She just helps educate you so you can make your own decisions. And then the second day was her technique and bringing in model after model after model and tanning model after model after model, going home exhausted that night. And then she sends you on your merry way and, you know, keeps in contact with you and you are part of her Facebook group and can always reach out. But you leave there and you give a bunch of free tans and practice, practice, practice until you're confident to finally charge that first time. Yeah. And that's what I did. Yeah. And it sounds like that was really beneficial. You're actually the first one that went through a more extensive training. Lots of people just went through the online stuff and whatnot. So, um, that's good to hear that you went through the, you know, the full thing and what you, what benefits you got from that with, with Simone down in at uh, Hollywood airbrush tanning there uh, in California. Yeah, I highly encourage some sort of training program. I mean, I don't really know. There's so many more that are popping up. I see them on Instagram all the time now. But um, I think just watching the YouTube videos and getting on Amazon and looking at products and saying, okay, I can do this now is is a mistake. I think there, you know, as you know, there's a real kind of science that goes into what should be applied to someone's body and all skin types are different and not everyone's light, medium, dark is the same. And um, just understanding that process and learning from people who have been in the industry for a long time and continuing. I mean, that was part of the great thing about meeting Fabiola in um, January was having two days with this amazing woman who is not only a, you know, a great person, but she's been in this industry since day one. And, you know, they have extensive history and background and they've made those mistakes and they've you know, it's it was such a pleasure to be able to learn from somebody like that as well. And I, I just I wish more people who are trying to get into the industry would invest a little bit of time and money and energy into their own training and they'll be able to offer a better quality service and product to people. Yeah, I agree with you. I'm I'm always I'm all about training and continuing to learn and things like that. And a lot of these people in the industry are kind of following the, you know, invest, learn, teach method where they'll eventually offer their own training. Like you said, there's plenty of options out there. It's kind of whatever fits you. There's different people that are going to fit different personalities and, and so on and so forth. But the require, not there's there's no requirements, but the thing that we would suggest is to get some kind of training, especially on the business end, not only the, the technical side of things, but you need to know the business side of things. So that's important. And I think a lot of people jump in, and those are the people you see in the forums asking all these questions. How do you get customers? How do you do this? How do you do that? And then, you know, they're just looking for a new product. Like that's all of a sudden going to open the, the floodgates and bring in clients. And the clients don't care what you use as long as they look good, right? So <laughs> it's it's great to hear that, you know, you're saying invest in the time and money into this to get into it and, and be successful. Yes. And I, I think also educating yourself on what organic actually means and when you see it on a bottle. Very good. Uh, I, I think probably that's one of uh, the biggest things in this industry too right now is how easily the word organic is being thrown out and how most of, most people when they hear organic, they think something is 100% organic and that is not the case. Right. 
Right, yeah. Organic, natural, all the kind of uh, key marketing terms that we've been <laughs> flooded with in this industry. So yeah, definitely, right. I agree with that. Do, you, do your background research, kind of find out some more, search online, do some research, and you can kind of answer your own questions with a lot of that stuff. But well, that's a really good point. Yeah. Uh, well, Jenny, if you could write a letter to yourself when you were just starting out, uh, before you had gotten into this business, actually before you'd actually had a spray tan, what would you say to yourself? I would say a few things. I would say be patient. Uh, not everyone is your client. And if you can afford it, pay for a nanny. <laughs> 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 Trying to be everything to everyone is a very hard job. <laughs> sure. Absolutely. But I would say probably out of the three, the biggest one is not everyone is your client. Yeah, that's that's really great to hear. I, I love for you to to actually say that and you know continue to reiterate that because a lot of people have said obviously the hard work, the patience, the the not giving up and things like that. But it's really cool to hear that you know not everyone's your client. You don't need to go after everyone. Don't compete on price is something that you know I'm big about. So that's good to hear from you, somebody that's successful um, in this industry. So thank you for sharing that with us, Jenny. Thank you. Yeah, and and I know we had discussed a little bit beforehand um, about the melanoma thing. You wanted to kind of share some information with that. I believe you said this month was a specific and uh, special month for that, so feel free. I'll kind of open the floor for you to share that information. Yes, thanks, Grant. I appreciate it. Uh, So this month, May, is National Melanoma Month, and actually yesterday was Melanoma Monday, which kicks off the month. Uh, I have a lot of clients who have had melanoma, they have to stay out of the sun, obviously. Uh, people who have had cancer are prone to melanoma, so they have to be careful. And when I hit the second year of my anniversary, we were going to throw, I have great clients. I wanted to throw, you know, a celebration party and decided instead to do a fundraiser for people in our community with melanoma to provide support services. Um, I'd like to anyone who's in this business to highly encourage looking into how skin cancer and melanoma can really play into your business. Um, we are encouraging people to stay out of the sun for two reasons. One, you know, to stop the aging of your skin, right? I mean, if we're looking at a kind of a more vein level, but also to prevent getting skin cancer. I mean, these really are two reasons why people should stay out of the sun. Otherwise, they're going to go in the sun and they're going to get tan and it feels good and all that good stuff. But skin cancer and melanoma is on the rise and it is a a real problem. And sunscreen and avoiding uh, sun exposure altogether are the only two things that people can actively do. So getting the word out and making people knowledgeable um, is important and will only add to your business as well. But we work with uh, dermatologists here in our community, and we were able to host our first free skin check for the community back in January. We had 80 appointments available, and it was a great success. Um, we are now this next year going to look into programs to start educating high school kids, on the dangers of the sun. And again, sunscreen, um, getting an annual skin check, and just being aware of how you can protect yourself. But 
this really ties into our industry, and it's something I think that's very easy for people to create within their own company. Um, I'm a firm believer that if you own a business, you should give back to your community. Uh, I'm fortunate that I'm able to do that. Instead of, you know, making all these donations everywhere and doing all this stuff and spreading myself thin, I try to focus on anything that has to do with melanoma or skin cancer. And we give a certain percentage of what we make back to our local cancer support community here in the East Bay as well that goes towards those services. It's a full circle. Um, I've definitely gotten business because of this. It's not the reason why I started out doing it. But I think if this is something that our industry in general should really be taking a look at and how we can link to these organizations that are out there and work together to promote people making good decisions. Great. Thank you for sharing that, Jenny. That's that's really awesome to hear. And like you said, obviously you've gained some clients from this, but that's not the main point. You ultimately want to give uh, give back and help people be aware and things like that. And I'm I was looking on your website. Is that what the uh, the hashtag Check Me Out shirts? Is that what that was part of? Yes. So we have a fundraiser called Meet Me in Miami, um, and it's not in Miami, even though people think it is all the time. <laughs> I thought <laughs> but it was. Fabiola like, <laughs> was like, great, I'm already in Miami. Um, <laughs> but it's a South Beach-themed fundraiser that we do in Walnut Creek. It's at a private residence, and it's great. It's not your typical sit-down dinner. I mean, you kind of feel like you're uh, at a Vegas pool party at night, but we're raising money and awareness for melanoma. Um we have T-shirts and a slogan. So we have a new brown that was put out. It was called This Is My Skin. And then underneath that is the hashtag Check Me Out. And obviously a play on words. It's encouraging people to uh, go get their skin checked, um, at least annually. And we sell these T-shirts and tanks on our website and throughout the community. All the proceeds raised from our hashtag Check Me Out Tees and Tanks go directly back towards our free skin checks that we're able to offer to the community. So it, it, it takes a little extra time, definitely on my part, but well worth it. Yeah, that's that's definitely worth it, knowing that you're helping people possibly detect something like that earlier, at least be aware of it, right? That's the whole battle here, and, and that's awesome to hear. It's something deeper for you than money. A lot of people are obviously are driven for that in business, and you have to have that to run a business and to succeed and to live, but... Yours goes a little bit deeper than that, so I'm glad that you mentioned that beforehand. I'm glad that Fabiola mentioned to to bring that up, and so that we could to open the floor, so you could share that message. So thank you so much for sharing that information with us, Jenny. Yes, thank you for allowing me to. Yeah, of course, of course, and that'll actually wrap up all I had today. I appreciate your time. Thank you so much for sharing the information and and talking about you know the patients and the hard work and everything you did to to open your location there, that obviously giving back to the community through the melanoma awareness and everything you've done with your business, um, you know, finding your ideal clients, marketing to them, and finding out who they are. It was a really cool message for you to share. Like I said, we, we seem to be reading the same thing, so that's cool to, that you kind of had that from the get-go. So thanks again for, jo- for joining us here. If anybody has any questions, where can they find you? They can find me um, on my website or my email, which is really long to... Um, I can put it in the show notes for them. Yeah, that'd be great. But sure. it's a great hands in Walnut Creek. And happy to answer any questions or speak with anybody about anything that we discussed today. 
Awesome. Thank you again, Jenny. I hope you have a wonderful day. Thank you. You too, Grant. And thank you for having this podcast. Yes, you're welcome. My pleasure. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Hello, Happy Tens listeners. Thank you so much for joining us on episode 13 of the Happy Tens podcast with Jenny Schneider from Apres Soleil in Walnut Creek, California. She shared some amazing information. She shared a little bit different information than a lot of people. She had some other things and insights and information to share with us as far as finding her, you know, kind of ideal client and targeting those people specifically. She didn't want to attract everyone, just the type of client that she wanted to have. She also talked about how it took her about a year to get her business really up and running. And now, you know, three and a half years later, she's in a wonderful location and was voted the best spray tan in the Walnut Creek in the East Bay area. So thank you so much, Jenny, for joining us. Thank you to all the listeners. I will add her email and her website link below in the show notes. If you ever have any questions, you can always reach out to me, grant at happytans.com. Again, thank you so much for joining us and happy tanning.